This is the Career Brand Story podcast where we talk about your career, your brand, and your story, and a whole lot more. We've been on a journey of helping 3,000 plus people thrive in their life and do more what they love. I'm Jeremy Todd, career strategist and creator and founder of Career Brand Story. And with me today is your favorite co-host, Jeb Graff, creative consultant, hey. commercial photographer, and producer of our show. How are you today, Jeb? I'm doing great. I'm a, that's a, that's a mouthful. I think maybe you should just start introducing me as, as Jeb, the guy. Cause that's I know, a lot. I, I thought about it, but I like to watch, um, with a show, um, um, it's not project runway. It's the final cut. And every time they introduce the judges, they always go through their whole titles. Oh, and I always wow. think about that when we do our show, like, <laughs> oh, we should do our whole titles. <laughs> Here's our, our multi-hyphenate. You can just say that. Yes. Multi-hyphenate. Jeb Graf. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm excited uh, today. So we have joining us a very special guest, Michelle Price Johnson. Uh, who is the owner of Success Lab here at Mount Juliet, Tennessee, which is actually where I live. I always say Nashville. Mount Juliet is just um, east of, of Nashville. It's really part of Nashville, but it's the better part of Nashville um, where Thanks. we all actually live and enjoy our life. And then we go into Nashville for all the fun, um, but we get to come back to our regular lives uh, in, in the real world and, and enjoy um, everything that Mount Juliet. It, uh, honestly, it is one of the most beautiful places in the entire country. I kid you not. Um, so we're in Mount Juliet, Tennessee. Success Lab is located just minutes from downtown Nashville. Um, it provides hourly, upscaled, private, pro-working spaces for professionals and executives and entrepreneurs. And it really is a go-to workspace if you are a remote work uh, worker needing a professional space. Um, we're we're going to plug this place again because I'm a huge fan um, of it. But uh, Michelle is also the founder of Prejo um, Group. Did I say that correctly? We we talked yes. about this before we came on. <laughs> And now it I said it with a mixture. It should be Prijo because it's Price Johnson, but Prijo. So, it sounds better. It sounds cooler when I'm saying it. It's Prijo. Right. Oh, so yeah. Prijo it's like, it's like an Soho expensive or car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So Prijo is a, pro, uh, a broadcast consulting company, and um, she's the active CEO of also Leading at Life LLC. Uh, she's a leadership award winner from the Wall Street Journal. Uh, and leads a broadcast teams at local and national levels. Uh, she served as director of national affiliate sales at Westwood One, and also has launched several broadcast stations across North America, including great cities like Memphis, Toronto, and Washington, D.C. I feel like we should get some consulting advice from you on our podcast. <laughs> well, as I try to get this stuff hooked up today, yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So she also does leadership and professional development uh, as a speaker and currently teaches ethics and leadership at um, Liberty University. Uh, and then Leading at Life LLC um, offers professional development training for corporate and professional clients. So Michelle, uh, welcome and thank you so much for joining us today as well. So like he said, can I just capture you saying that? Is that like now common use? Can I use that and just have that floating around with me so I don't ever have to explain myself again? Yeah, That's amazing. Absolutely. <laughs> so I, I provide the service where I'll just come along with you and I, I'll do that intro every time. For oh, you. that's that a good works. idea. <laughs> I'm going to have a digital card. Yeah. Just, boop. That sounds amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. So the whole reason, Michelle, I wanted to have you on this podcast um, and, and, and transparency to our listener, 
Um, I, I think I've only talked to you for probably 30 seconds. Um, it was, I, oh, I actually awesome. was, I, I was using this space uh, in face-to-face. We've contacted each other through. I was using this space at Success Labs. And um, I guess there was a big photo shoot or something that came through. And you were so concerned about them being a distraction to me. You're like, we're going to comp this time. And I was like, there were no distraction whatsoever. Um, and you were so kind and so nice. Um, but I follow Success Labs um, and, and, um, and I follow you online. And I just think that you have such a wealth of knowledge um, and wisdom to be sharing out here that our listener would benefit from. So, and, and as we talked, I, I thought it would be really great um, especially with you working with so many um, different types of folks um, and, and the different types of people that are coming through even success labs to really talk about a little bit about the future of work um, and sure. what that's feeling and looking like. Um, one of the things that we talk a lot with our listeners is career direction. Um, and I like that phrase because, you know, it's, it's where you are today and where you're going tomorrow. So just to to get everyone to introduce to you and to know your story, I'd love for you just to share a little bit of how did you get where you are today? I mean, we read this impressive bio of you, but how did you get there? How did you get where you're sitting right now? Honestly, step by step, even Success Lab, it's like I'm always open to whatever the next step is and I don't shy away from trying something. Um, when I first got started, I like in when I was I want to say in elementary school, I used to go in the bathroom and read the jaw, read the bathroom spray, the ingredients, ethro, bipolabol, blah, 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 blah. And I liked because of how my voice echoed in the bathroom and I wanted to be like, <laughs> you know, I was trying to get, I didn't know what I was getting ready for, but I used to go in the bathroom and read whatever the paper, just read it and to hear the echo. Right. And but I never, I can't say that I saw myself in broadcasting at that time. I just like to make, I wanted to get used to my voice. And I remember my parents bought me one year a, uh, a, um, a, those little push button, you know, back in the day, the tape recorders, you have to press the button down. Yes. Anyway, yeah. they bought me one of those with a little microphone. And when I heard my voice back, like everybody does for the first time, you're like, that's not me. Do I sound like that? You know? And then I had to work on, making what I heard sound like what I thought I heard. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? What I what yeah. I was make my voice sound like what I thought I sound like, make it sound like that and then make it better. And that kind of led me into radio, although and broadcasting, although I didn't bank my career on it. When I was in college, I was in journalism and because I like to write. And then um this great uh um person came down to speak and she talked about like business, like everything is the business part of it. Yes, you guys are creatives, but creatives don't last. Business people do. And I switched my uh, degree immediately, <laughs> you know, to business. And it's amazing. I have a business degree, but all of most all of my first levels of work was creative work. It was broadcasting, journalism, you know, because I did those things and I built the experience in that. But my thought process is very business oriented, which makes me ideal in a, a broadcast situation because the sales and the, the administrative side is the side that 
that is caring about what we're doing in the sauce. Like the people on the creative sides are the, are the people having fun. And then the people on the sales side, and I hate to say this because there is a war, you know, all the time in stations, right. television, radio, news, whatever. It's the writers, the, the, the content creators, and then the people that actually sell it, you know, and right. then the people who are managing everything. And so I came, became a mix, a hybrid of all of it, you know, and that got me into being a program director, you know, being a content creator, being on air, being a program director. And then because I cared about the business, I wrote this article about marketing 101 for program directors, how we need to be thinking about the bottom line and stop fighting with the sales teams. That got me at some national um, press, I think, for well, trade, not for everybody, but trade press. I got into a lot of trade mags. And then from there, people started to ask me, well, you know what? You need to come talk to my station. You need to come talk to my program, you know, and that kind of happened. And um, it just kind of leveled me up. And again, all this, I was in Albany, Georgia. I'm from Georgia. I'm in Georgia. Okay. And then my first station outside of Georgia, I mean, it was with, um, a clear, a clear channel cluster and an accumulus cluster because all the buyouts were happening then. And then um, moved to Memphis and worked for a cluster there. And then um, just started to get like, all these opportunities popped up. I'm a very creative person, but I really do have a business approach and executive approach. I want to win, you know? Yeah. And so those are the two kind of got me from step to step to step, you know? Yeah. So you started Success Labs in 2019 or is that right? That was an offshoot. Yes. No, yeah. actually started building it out in 2019. The very okay. first, like even that I was a, because I have my own consulting pre-show, I needed a, I work from home most of the time, unless I'm, I was out at a station. Yeah. Um, and that's usually traveling, but my admin team was here and I needed a place to have them here, you know? And um, we built out a space, the space that was available. Like you said, I moved to Mount Juliet. I used to live in Nashville and um, I moved out to the suburbs because I love it. It's beautiful here. Yeah. And um, I needed a space and I didn't want to have to drive downtown because that was the option. Drive back downtown. I'm like, OK, it's my thing, my time. Why am right. I going to fight? you know, right. and in building out looking for space, there was this building that we're in now and it was a brand new building and you had to get a big space. They wouldn't give you a little space. You got to buy the whole, you know, you want right. to lease something out, you got to lease out the whole thing. And I thought about, Hey, when I'm in a town, if I'm consulting, especially if it's a, a bad situation, I usually rent a pro office space to do my thinking work so that when I go into the station, I have the plan ready, you know, right. and, and I needed a space like that. And I just thought about, you know, hey, we'll do here. And that's how it got started. And, and I say this, we, we launched February, 2020, we closed March, 2020, but um, it was so interesting. I mean, the success lab part, it was so interesting because everybody came home. So that was our greatest marketing ever because when everybody came home and everybody had to work from home with their kids and their dogs, they're all trying to find somewhere to get out of being at home. But unfortunately, in the beginning, we were not called a, what was it? You have to be a, um, what was the word where you had to be an executive service or you had to be a, you had to be almost medical or something. Medical or food was the only thing that oh, was open. Gotcha. You know, I forgot like the essential. name. 
essential. Thank you. Yeah. Had to be essential. But people thought we, we should have been essential, you know. Right. And so that is what built us, you know. And 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 I'll also say, uh, work wise, consulting wise, because of the transition that Stacia's had to go through, and people had to go through, um, COVID boosted us, you know, because we had to think differently and flexibly. And everybody was trying, was scrambling about what to do at a station because you couldn't talk in all of our, everybody's usually talking into the same microphone. What do you do now with COVID? They can't talk in the same mic. So how are we doing this now? You know, how are we right. doing that when this, when the staff needs to be home? So then making sure that all the equipment was set up so that people could do it from home, you know? So there's a lot of stuff going on, but all of that um, is how Success Labs started because of the, of needing more space, um, and then people needing to have COVID forcing people home. And then it became more of a necessity for more yeah. people than it was before. So I'm just curious, like, <clears throat> I know how I felt like right when all that happened, right? Things changed in March of 2020. I mean, you've obviously had success with this today. So the feelings are probably different. But when it first happened, what, what did you feel as a business owner? Well, like, so this is the thing and this, and I, I'm going to say this because I'm in a business mindset. I didn't start success lab needing success lab to be successful for me to be successful. Mm -hmm. I don't think that you should ever start a business that way because if I was going to depend solely on this one stream, oh my God, I would, you know, but I was doing broadcasing and then I, Teach. You know, say there's a lot of different things going on where this was just the house for what the other stuff is. So if we didn't have anybody here, I just needed a space to be in. Do you get what I'm saying? And so the yeah. space, every business that has a space, you have to pay for your space, you know? And so right. the business paid for the space. Success Lab was what I was able to uh to turn into another stream of revenue because I was already doing this thing and it seemed like a great idea, you know, and it's, and it kind of has gone past what I expected even now, but back then we were ready. Like when it, when we closed, so I couldn't even say, well, I thought I was going to be able to do this because I never was able to do that in the very <laughs> beginning, you know, from, from day one, you right. know, so, but it, so that now after now, all these months have been bonuses because I can't say that, oh, I lost $100,000, you know, because I we started that way. And so when we were able to grow, we were able to grow. But my initial uh, build, my, my initial thought was, if nobody comes, this is my office space. Do you get what I mean? Right. Yeah, I totally get that. Basically, what kind of strategy did you build out then as you got faced with those things that has brought you to the success you are experiencing today so we just with success lab or because i guess so many things so many things are going on yeah so, well i um, mean with we'll success say, labs but obviously it's very clear that you've built like you know multiple revenue streams around your business and so yeah, I, and, i'd actually like uh -huh. to dive into that a little bit and hear about all of it okay. you know okay we'll see like again and that's why i was kind of going by with with the broadcasting part because I started in radio and then, but I got an internship at CNN. And so I saw the guts of that. And then I learned, but when I, my internship, because I was in business was the business side, not the CNN, you know, the, the news side and the news side is what I liked, but the business side is what I was 
learning, you know, and um, with everything I've always had, like, and I understand that when somebody opens a store and they want to sell clothes, they like fashion, but they better really understand business too, because you won't be able to sell your fashion if you're not doing your business, you know, and understanding it. And that kind of created the things that, uh, make me successful as far as being able to consult and then the way that I'm able to think things through for myself. So like with success lab, I'm having this space for people to come in. And I understand that when you come in, I was so concerned that day because we're doing a photo shoot. But the thing that am I offering to you is a a quiet place where you won't hear a barking dog. You won't hear your kids for a few hours. So yet and still, I'm giving you people running around with photos. You know what I'm saying? And so (laughs) I I understand the, 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 the business of what I'm there for, what Whatever it, whatever I'm offering, I understand what I'm there for, what I'm offering, and I'm understanding my customer, my client, my uh, the person, you know, whatever. You understanding that first and serving that first in whatever the capacity is, and then super serving it, trying to trying to make it better and make it better and make it better. And I think that that kind of goes across God. everything. Um, consulting a radio station, consulting a television station. Like even when I worked with Westwood One, then that's how I found Nashville. I'm in DC and my stations are the Southeast. And many of them, we're talking about how they can take CNN or headline news or, you know, at the stations or Metro traffic or whatever. And um, they're asking me, well, Michelle, when you were in radio, how did you get your t-shirts paid for? What did you do? You know, why did you do this? How did you, you know? And and that's how the consulting part happened because I'm serving my uh, Westwood One clients. They're asking me for something and then I want to offer them something just to serve them better, you know? And then I just picked up a lot of clients from doing that. And eventually I had enough clients to leave my job. And I, when I got a chance to move, I knew I wanted to live in Nashville, did not want to settle in DC. I wanted, right. when I could my own place to live, that's how I ended up here in Nashville. So yeah. I don't know if that answered the question, but I'm just going to say, always trying to serve whatever the, whatever the thing is that you're doing, always do it so that you are serving the person that you're doing it for. There's very few things in life that we're doing that don't connect to another person. So, yeah, no, and I love that. Um, I started binge watching the show New Amsterdam. Um, I don't know if you've seen this show. But, yeah, I've heard um, of it. I've, I haven't. I've seen it. I've heard of it though. Uh-huh. So I I relate to you. Like I, I I as I was listening to it, I work. I consult with an HR, right? People. It's a people business, right? Of course, I would say mm-hmm. everything's a people business. It but is. The main character, <laughs> the first episode. You should you should go watch the first episode because okay. his it, the first thing he says is, "We are here to. I'm here to help you," right? And he just says that over and over and over again. And, you know, by doing that, they start transforming the hospital and how they do things. And I know it's a TV show, but I was like, wow, that, that is how leadership should be done, right? If you can serve the person right in front of you, how can I help you today? You can make a difference. So um, I think that that's a a really um, unfortunate, um, fortunately, I don't think that there's a lot, there's, there's a lot of businesses that miss that. Right. And um, they don't succeed. And then they yeah. call a you or a me. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. The people like I'm telling you one 
90 percent, I don't want to say 100, but sometimes there's a technical thing going on that might cause a state uh, business to falter. Sometimes there's a COVID. Well, once in a lifetime, there's a COVID that could cause a business to falter. 90 percent of the time, what causes any business to falter is how you serve your people, you know, how you make the people feel who are in your space, whether it be your employees or your customers or the UPS guy, the you, how you serve the UPS guy determines if your packages are broken. You know what I'm saying? Nothing. They're going to break your packages. Sorry, UPS. But I mean, everything is how you make people feel, you know, So I, yeah. and, I, and I take that to heart. And a lot of it, I'm from the South. And so um, that's how, you know, that's Southern hospitality, but it's, it's, it works in all situations that I've seen. Yeah. Well, and I think about, you know, organizations are, you know, needing to think beyond, you know, uh, just the current th trends to thrive and compete, whether that's attracting new talent, whether that's keeping good talent, you know, and, you know, how people are connecting with one another in their work, whether that's in the office, whether it's virtually, whether it's hybrid, whether it's a remote situation where they can come somewhere, um, how we collaborate together, how technology is changing, like, there's so many things that have just shifted in the workforce over the last 24, 28 months. Again, with your contact and just consulting with the people that are mm -hmm. coming through Success Labs, how are you seeing the future of work really take shape? Honestly, most people, when they come to Success Lab, they say, oh, this is a co-working space. And because that is the term that people know, co-working. And I'm so glad you introduced us as pro-working because that is a smaller term that is, I think, going to come to prevalence because my husband, uh, he works for USA Today and they were downtown Nashville. Then with COVID, they went home. He's home now. And then, then all their jobs became permanently at home. So, you know, he's, he's actually working out of Cincinnati in Nashville, you know? And so, um, the, the thing that happened that I think with a lot of people is they are home and with COVID and specifically for success lab and co-working spaces in general, and a lot of, and, and many spaces I'll say is people began to separate the trend, um, for many companies, was the big open space. I'm just going to just be with space because I'm talking about Success Lab right now. Yeah, it, it was open spaces. There were desks, everybody's sitting in the same common area. We're all in this big room. There's a thousand people. It's lots of, you know, you have the dividers. Now people coughing. What do you do when everybody's coughing and there's a divider? I know even at station level, we had to figure out what to do about the microphones. If you're interviewing somebody, how are you two people going to be interviewed? How is a, how is a radio show going to do with the round table when there's three people? Right. And you don't, you got to be social distanced, you know? And that changed um, how broadcasting was done. And it changed how how work was done. Well, first we were all away, but then even coming back, how do you come back? And, and, and many businesses had to change how they set things up. And I'm sure you remember when they had the plastic dividers up when you go places at the grocery store, or whatever, and they, that's kind of gone away now. But as far as, and I, I don't like to say this because I have competitors here in success, you know, in, in Nashville and, and hopefully all over the world with this, but co-working spaces, most people don't want to co, they want to pro, they want to come in. Like if with your space, you want to come in, close the door, 
do your stuff because that's because you got distractions at home. And yep. a lot of times with co-working spaces, you're sitting across from someone else and they uh, they advertise them as places to network, places to meet, places to socialize. But I'm like, but that should be an after hours thing. In the <laughs> while I'm there, I need to get this done, do this Zoom meeting. You know, so you're there to do something. And I think that like even with the collapse of WeWork, WeWork was collapsing right when Success Lab was getting um, born. I haven't gone to a WeWork office before. I need to focus, you know, I don't need to network right now. And so right. I think going forward, everyone, all the, the, the co-working community says, oh, everybody's going to be home. So now we need, this is a time to start a co-working community. And every, and so many people, because I have technically one or like, how do you do this? We want to do, and, I, and when I say don't, co-work, you need to pro-work, you need to make people have a unique uh, solo experience where they can get in and get things done. And I think that is what changed from COVID because before most places, again, was a big space, a lot of people working uh, and collaboration was the thing and we still want to collaborate, but it's not so much collaborating in a big group, <laughs> it's collaborating like we're doing on Zoom. Uh, we can call on the phone. We can do a lot of virtual collaboration. We can do asynchronous collaboration, you know? So I think that the way that collaboration happens and the way that people, uh, even in collaborative environments like off hourly office space, I think that has changed a lot. I hope that wasn't a long answer, but that's No, that, that was really great because it's interesting. Um, um, it's interesting because if you looked at the studies of the big open spaces, um, they were actually failing, right? We all kind of adopted it because Google did it. So we we're like, oh, let's all be like Google. Um, but <laughs> but when you came back and did the studies, most people actually did not work that well in that mm -hmm. setting. And I'm a, I'm a very social, I love talking to people, but I'm also like, if I'm in an office setting, like I need a place where I can shut my door because if you walk by my office, I will talk to you. And exactly. next thing I know, it's going to be lunchtime. And, you know, Jeb and I used to work in a studio space. And so it was quite often like we would, he would come by or I come by his space. And then we, we talked. And the next thing we know, we're like, oh, I guess it's lunchtime. Where should we go to lunch? And I haven't gotten any work done for the day. Yeah. It's no good. And I just want to like, I might have to put in post-production here, just a, a moment of silence to let it ring in how brilliant everything you said was. <laughs> like it resonates with me so much. I I just miss having that. It, it's like, I want the option to go chat with people. And so that's fine if you've got the open table mm -hmm. out there and, and that kind of like lets people know I'm, I'm available to talk if you want, but <laughs> it's the option that I want. I can't, I can't exactly. do audio editing with a thousand things going on around me. Yeah. And today, like, and, and I'm saying this, knowing that in, in my timeline, I get a lot of people with co-working spaces and they aren't reading the room, you know, and a lot of them fail, you know, and, and understanding that, especially when they're, when they're there, when their main focus is net collaborate, network, meet people. And you're like, well, you're asking them to come there to work, you know? And so it needs to be a place that they can get things done. And so that's, um, that was our first tagline was somewhere you can get things done, <laughs> you know? And now it's, um, it's our hub for 
hourly office and we use pro working, but then to educate people on pro working is something that we do in our, is that we do now. In the beginning, I didn't try to educate people on the word pro working because I understood co-working. Now that we're established a little bit, we can kind of lean up into it, but yeah. Yeah. And that makes sense too. I mean, when I pay for a time for an office, like the times that I've used success labs, even like I'm coming in, like I'm thinking like, I just spent money, my business money on this space. So I'm going to maximize my time in here and get my stuff done. Right. Um, so that makes a lot of sense versus like paying for like, it, like if it's a networking event, I don't want to pay to come to the networking event. I just want to hang out and talk to people. Right. So it totally right. makes exactly. sense. Yeah. Exactly. I, I think it's been pretty consistent that, if we could call this a new workforce, I, I'm, I'm a personal believer that there is actually a job revolution going on um, and that COVID um, accelerated that and what and, and forced people to really think about um, their work and what that meant in their life. And, and so the research continues to show that people want to feel connected. They want to feel aligned with their organization leaders and work. Um, they're looking for more personal career development. Their desire is in more true engagement. Um, like the employer-employee relationship matters, right? And and just yesterday, um, you know, um, I'm not supposed to say yesterday because now I just dated this <laughs> podcast, but indeed just <laughs> laid off uh, 15% of their workforce. And we're seeing continued layoffs that happen. And, and when that happens, right, there's the employer-employee relationship breaks, and, um, and, and, and people, while they're, of course, looking for great pay and benefits, we all want that. Um, that's an essential part of why we go out to work. But there is much more than that. And people are looking for that. Um, you know, and, and so it was interesting. Um, I pulled a, a study um, from Avanti that talked about that most people um, do not want to work from the office full time. Um, they'd be happy never to step foot in the office again, and most preferred some type of hybrid model that splits time between home and the office. Um, and, you know, so I, it just aligns with everything that you're saying, you know, for um, how you have set up the, the strategy for success labs. But I also think this translates really great into your consulting as well. It, it does, because like where I started in broadcasting, I'm working with businesses, like even at a broadcast station when somebody knows, oh, you work for whatever, whatever, whatever station. So I need to get some advertising because how do I advertise my tires, you know, and or how do I do this? And that leads to me kind of entering in as like a mini consultant for their business. And then I'm going to talk about like, how are you making sure the money is this? How are you doing that? How are you doing that? But the thing that I'd say um, for uh, I, for business and I, I want to talk about, because when I say business, I mean people. And the thing that I think translates for people right now is being able to think about growth, how you plan to grow, how do you plan to expand? And as a business, how, like as a business, as a person, um, as a group, how is how what's your growth plan? And when you have a business growth plan, you've got to think about what do you need to do today that's going to to 
to feed you tomorrow? What is it? Or better yet, like the seed time and harvest thing, what seeds are you planting so that you'll have a good harvest? Because if you plant no seeds, you will get the no harvest. If you plant the seeds and you don't water them, you'll get the scraggly harvest. But if you plant some good seed, you till it, you're going to get the harvest that you're expecting. And right. that comes from how you're taking care of your expenses. Don't go out and buy the big popcorn thinking, you know what? Everybody's grumbling at work. So I'll buy a popcorn. I've had this. I'll buy a popcorn machine, you know, and then think that the disgruntled employees are now going to be happy because you spent a thousand dollars on a popcorn maker, you know, <laughs> you know, it's, in, that, that happens, you know, and it's understanding like, what is it that you're trying to get to? And then one of the things in leadership is sell, not tell. If you're trying to get people to go along with you in your journey, telling them we're going to do this and we're going to do this and we're going to do this, they, this is if this is my business, I'm telling you what you I want you to do so that I can make money. So I'm telling you to march out and do it. You know, that right. doesn't work. <laughs> People have now smartened up. You know, they don't they don't care. They understand everything they're there for is for you. You know, so the thing that you've got to understand is to sell. Say, you know what? This is the goal that I have. What do you guys think? How can we do this? And you start to sell you to sell your it is sense sale, but to 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 verbalize or to communicate your idea in a way that it's mutually shared, that they can get on board with it, and then they feel a part of it. And you're kind of growing this uh, pathway, this vision to success together, not you marching people down a field. And I think that especially with the quiet quitting and all the other things that are going on. And I, and I, now we're in the league where we can say with this, this current generation, like, like the old, old lady, <laughs> like this current generation is, uh, very, everybody's, I keep hearing all these negative words from people that I consult and I'm like, no, you've got to understand they are disillusioned. They understand all the things that we didn't quite understand when I came into it and my parents came into it. My parents came into it because they wanted to work. They were glad to have a job. You know, like your parents back in the day, they were right. glad to have a job that made some money. Then when I came into it, I was glad to be able to think about some things that I wanted to do, but I knew I had to make money, but I could think about some of the things that I want, some of the ways that I wanted to make money. Now it's, do I even really have to do anything to make money? Can I sit on my computer? Can I, you know, you guys are requiring me to work for money, ah, you know? And so right. <laughs> understanding that you've got to find ways to capture their imagination or their interest and, and, and align it to what you want them to do. You know, so it's not going to be, okay, let's row the boat to the shore. I'm just pointing. I'm sorry. I'm moving my hands all over the place, but it's not row the boat to the shore down there. It's okay. We're here. I think that, what do you guys think? If we go here, you've got to create a reason for them to go get them on board with it. And they'll row hard as they, they'll row for you, you know, but you've got to do that selling and not telling the whole situation. So I think that's the major thing because this, these are the people that we have. And if you have a business or you are a, a leader at a company or you are aspiring to be an entrepreneur, you're going to have to hire somebody. You're going to have to communicate. There's nothing. There's no product that you don't need a consumer for. <laughs> there's no uh, resource that you don't need somebody who you're going to need a person. And so to be able to um, 
communicate and understand what you need to do to connect with that person. That's what's different now. We can't just rely on we'll build, we built it and they'll come. You really got to not even, and then we'll market it and they'll come. Now it's, uh, do I under, even understand them to, so that they want to come? Do you know what I'm saying? Do I understand what they want? That's what's going to make them come. So it's not building or marketing so much anymore. Yeah. Sorry for that. Well, logic. I was mad, so sorry. No, please, <laughs> no. please don't apologize. That's, that's fantastic. <laughs> that's, so I do some consulting as well. I don't, is, was that even in my long rambly title, Jeremy? Yeah, I do believe part? I said consulting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Creative consulting. And that's, I'm constantly telling people like, you're, you're caring too much about your logo when that's all you're thinking about is the build it and they will come thing that, I mean, yeah, that only worked in a movie and the people and who showed movie. up were dead. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you gotta yeah. do something else. Yeah. Well, I just want to make sure that we do uh, plug success labs. Um, you know, I, again, I moved my family to Mount Juliet in the August of 2020. Um, and previously I had an in-office team and then we moved, went completely remote. And there were key times where I just needed a place to work without the distraction of three kids and a dog and a cat. And Success Labs was that place. Um, the only reason I'm not really uh, utilizing the space right now is my son went to college. And so I've just incorporated, I've, I've taken over his room during Monday through Friday when he's not here, you know. Um, <laughs> but during the summertime, that's going to shift and change. And uh, there was one day... Uh, a while back I went to go book and it was all booked. Like there was yeah. no space. Like in the We're beginning there was, <laughs> yeah. but now you have to like, you know, shoot out farther uh, in advance, yeah. which is great for you. I think that's uh, wonderful. Um, if you are someone who comes into the Nashville area and you need a place uh, to meet, uh, check out Success Labs. Um, it is a great space. It also has in the, the, the location, it has great restaurants located around it as well. Um, so it really is a wonderful, wonderful spot um, that you've landed here in Mount Juliet. Oh, thank you so much, Jeremy. I mean, honestly, and I when we talk about, and I, well, first off, thank you. Let me just clearly look into the camera and say, thank you so much. <laughs> I appreciate you. I appreciate you coming and how smart you are. And I think we have a picture. I use one of your pictures in yes. our Instagram. Yeah, yeah I'm so always like, yeah, I'm always liking and sharing because, you know, as an entrepreneur, I know, yeah. right, like as a small business owner, I want people sharing my stuff and putting my stuff out there. And, and when I find a great place that has serviced me well, I want to tell people, I want to become that raving fan. Um, if you ever have T-shirts, I will be the guy who will wear that T-shirt for you. Thank so, you. yeah, absolutely. I'm writing that down, T-shirt. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, no, it, it, it really is. And I, I think that um, – and, and you've done other things. That's – you do the networking events, and, and there's a lot that's going on just besides – again, it's not just a co-working space. There's, there's more happening in that space that, that can be yeah. beneficial for people. Which and I plan to take stopped. future advantage of, by the way. <laughs> like we, we did a lot of it um, before it got cold and we got to, we're getting ready to gear it back up because that whole work from home, because of the whole work from home situation, we are creating a group called, I think it's Mount Juliet work from home connects or something like that, where it's 
people that work from home and they want to talk to somebody sometime, not when they're working, but sometime, you know, and so I'm trying to do monthly. I think the first one is in May or April. I've got somebody coordinating that. I think it's in, I think it's May. Um, The first one's in May and they'll be doing it May, June and July, May, June, July, August, September. And then from September, they'll decide how they want to do it, but we're just going to be the host to get it started. Right. So, yeah. And what's the the I'm not on the website right now. The the actual website address is successlabmj.com, right? Mhm. Yep. How about we used to be successlabhq and their hq successlabhq was because it was the hq for the stuff that I was doing all together and then it just and it was great for the name for this business but then we had to change it from hq because there is an hq that does um co-working and so we could be yep. success lab mj and i was like how could you own hq but hey i don't want to get sued okay mj it is <laughs> well listen uh listener all of our best career brand story packages are back you can be a trailblazer right now we've brought back our old price of just 259 it's a value of 595 we've brought it back because a lot of you are experiencing layoffs and and, and kind of worried about what to do next and we want you to quickly be able to get yourself back out on the job market Uh, So check that out at careerbrandstory.com. Again, we've helped thousands thrive in their life and do what they love. And uh, you can get started today on your career marketing uh, so that you can land the job that you love. You can find us on LinkedIn, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook at Career Brand Story. Um, And also, while many of you do listen to this podcast, because that is what a podcast is for, you can also watch every episode on YouTube. Just search Career Brand Story to find us, and we would love for you to subscribe. Michelle, where can our listeners find you? I am on Instagram at Michelle Price Johnson, or they can reach at Success Lab MJ. Um, Facebook's the same at Michelle Price Johnson. I'm on TikTok now at Michelle Price Johnson <laughs> as well. Um, and I want to say what you were saying about career brand. You guys do such an amazing thing um, right now with. And I was. Can I ask you a question before we go? Sure. Do you have a moment? So uh, one of the things that I right during COVID, so many people were like, when they got a chance to be home, when they had to go back to work, they weren't happy with being at work and they wanted to change jobs, change careers. And you guys offer such an amazing service to help people in that desire to do more and to do better. What do you find is the major component? What's the major thing that keeps people stuck um, from moving? Oh, so I, I talk about this. This is a whole other podcast episode, but in brief, (laughs) but in brief, I talk about two things. Um, let me split it up into two categories because there's those who are just entering the workforce, right? And they're just starting their career. Um, they are focused on developing skills, right? And experiencing an experience. Um, but most of my clients are at the mid level to senior executive level. And when you get to that level, it's not so much about your experience or skill set, but the two biggest indicators that keep people stuck in their job is that um, they have lost um, sight of what motivates them and actually what their driving forces are. Um, And a lot of that happens on the subconscious level. So we actually have an assessment, an ability to, to give an assessment and actually show them the actual data that says this is exactly why you do what you do and what drives you. And when people read that and see that and can name that stuff out loud, it's like a light bulb goes off for them. 
that's the first thing. And then the second thing that I think that, again, that a lot of people don't connect with or, or think about a lot is, is values. If I don't share enough values with, with the organization, you know, if I was to be an employee at Success Labs and I didn't share the same values as you, one, we're not going to get along, right? Um, and I'm just going to have this job dissatisfaction, right? And so I think that those two things are the biggest indicators of people because, again, a lot of that, we don't talk enough about it. We don't put it out loud. It, it's sitting there in our subconscious. It rubs us wrong. It's kind of like the values thing is like, I don't really like that leader. They're kind of a jerk. But yeah. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not attaching that to the value of, oh, I have a value of kindness. This leader doesn't show kindness. So, you know, if those if that becomes a big enough gap, you know, and so then we stay stuck and we stay miserable because then I think people get caught up in, you know, they're trying to pay their bills and their mortgage and, and all of these other things. And they don't really take time to stop and, and think those two big things. I think that if you tap into those two things and really know what drives you and what your values are, nothing will stop you. And that ladies and gentlemen is why you need career brand story. <laughs> that was amazing. That was amazing. Yeah. No, I, I wanted to say that because I thank you for what you did for Success Lab, but what you are doing to help people change their lives at a fundamental level is so important. And a lot of times people are stuck because they don't value themselves enough to, to do what you're saying to do. And I thought yeah. that was really enlightening. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you. You, you like flipped the script and uh, became <laughs> another host for us here today. So I appreciate that. Um, and I and I told you, you know, I, I'm actually a horrible networker um, because I just get I get into my work and I just stay focused on that. And uh, so um, I'm trying to be better about that. And especially as we get more established here at Mount Juliet. And uh, so I've already expressed to you like. I'm looking forward to, to getting to know you better and, and hopefully we can collaborate on some projects together in the near future. I was going to, when you get ready, I, I do this training. I did it um, back in, the last time I did it was in May at one of the ladies things here. It's called networking that really works because there is a, there is a cheat sheet to networking that I think that everybody needs. And I've, I, it's something that I've learned taught salespeople. And yeah. then now it's real. Now that I talk to real human beings, you know, uh, <laughs> it's something that helps people do better at being able to network. And the key thing is, um, the, the one thing that I would love to say, just because you said that is you should not be trying to sell yourself. Selling yourself is illegal in most states, except maybe in Vegas, you know, but you don't want to <laughs> try to sell yourself. It's about making meaningful connections and getting to know people and make new friends. And yep. there's ways you can do that that makes um, makes it makes making that meaningful connection a lot easier. So, yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree. And um, yeah, if I would just maybe um, be more friendly and get out of the house, that would probably you be are the first step. <laughs> <laughs> so that would Have be my first Have a bunch of Zoom calls. Yeah, I'll come That's to right. all the Zoom parties. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all the career bands parties. Yeah. So, hey, Jeb, I just want to make sure that everyone knows where to find you as usual. Oh, usually at the buffet. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me uh, on all social media. My handle is at Jeb Graff. And of course, on my website at jebgraff.com. That's J-E-B-B-G-R-A-F-F.com. 
Thanks, listener, for tuning in today and keep thriving.